welcome everybody to the mongols podcast i am kevin with me is josh uh this is the end of the regular season show and the start of the postseason show uh welcome in um josh how, how, how you doing how you feeling on this um i don't know hounds hounds start of the playoff it's not an eve i don't know what i'm trying to say i wanted i wanted to work in an eve there and it just didn't work how, how you doing doing good maybe we could bring back or slash bring forward for the first time all hounds eve which is something i've been trying to get off the ground for like years what's the history of all hounds eve so i've always wanted all hounds eve to be like originally my idea was it would be the beginning of the season like the day before the season begins we all go out to like a bar or like have like now that we have a local little bar we could do it where it's like we kind of have like just like a, a little bit of a party a little bit of like hanging out get you know just fun times right before the season starts yeah uh the problem has been timing has always sucked for all hounds eve like the last couple of years and like finding a place we can do it at and all that kind of stuff um so that that is the the idea behind it well now you have a location yeah, yeah i don't know if the timing still sucks we'll see yeah and it's also one of those things where it's like hey do you want to come out and hang out at a bar at night and then wake up early tomorrow and tailgate from noon to <laughs> yeah. 7 p.m so it's kind of like uh we kind of already do a party the day of right but yeah all hounds eve has been the thing i thought be cool to do I, I mean if there's ever a time to do it you have momentum behind you at this stage <laughs> right um but uh all right so let's uh let's paint the picture here um i th I'm, i get the feeling there's gonna be a lot of chat around um looking forward rather than necessarily lingering on this game um, this game uh, that I refer to was a nil-nil draw. Um, our last game of the regular season going away to Detroit. Um, we see a little bit of changes in the lineup. We can talk about that a little bit. I mean, the context going into this was no matter what happened for us, um, nothing was going to change. Uh, we were going to remain top of the East. We already have uh, player shield and everything is all good. Um, for Detroit, they needed a result independent of whatever was going to happen with Miami. Um, and they needed Miami to, to lose who, what I, I, Miami was playing a top opponent in the West. I just can't remember what Sacramento may be. Yes. Okay. Um, so Detroit needed a result and uh, we didn't care. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and we, and they end up getting a result. It's a nil, nil draw. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Josh, how do you, uh, how were your thoughts on this kind of final game of the of the regular season? I mean, I I, I referenced um, maybe some of the the changes in the lineup. Um, we had a we had a discussion on last week's podcast around what we all thought. I, I remember uh, um, what Steve and Liz were there, and we were all talking about stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How did you think everything played out? Um, well, first off the lineup, I was a little bit surprised by the lineup. I did think it wasn't that big of a change. There's a couple of changes in there. Obviously, Garner and Net was a huge one, which is expected since Jamali is with the national team. Uh, but it was a situation where um, I thought we played a more not aggressive, but just a, a more standard lineup than I thought we would. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also was surprised by some of the substitutions and like when we made them and the ones we didn't make uh the biggest thing that caught my eye was dequa dequa played the full 90 like that was like a choice like i'm like we could be resting him right now because he you know has a huge game coming up. Well, we all have a huge game coming up obviously but <laughs> yeah yeah when i don't want to softball this in there um because it deserves its own kind of big you know discussion and celebration and announcement but you know dequa ends the season with a golden boot with 20 goals um huge win didn't I, I didn't think he would do it and he did it and he he was the best goal scorer in the league this season yeah yeah it was super close i don't know if you saw but um uh was it tampa uh the the other three, two what was that Oh, it was 3-2, what, Tampa played Louisville, and I know what, Tampa won 3-2? Yeah, but the problem was, like, they had two goals in a row, mm. and it was both, uh, what's his name, the guy who was right behind uh, Dequa in the the standings, mm. and so he got to 19, 
and like after scoring, like literally, I think, uh, let me see, he scored, uh, yeah, Jennings scored in the 36th minute and the 38th minute. And he was at 19 goals. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the first half. Like, chill out, <laughs> Jennings. Yeah. Like, you don't need to score any more goals, even though you're playing a admittedly weaker Louisville side this year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was getting a little bit worried there because he was scoring left and right and it was uh kind of getting scary well that was going to be my context was like or my my question not context um i didn't think going into this game that like yeah it was in threat of being taken over but yeah i guess as soon as those two goals go over and i can't remember the timeline i I don't know if tampa kicked off like before detroit or um, oh for sure uh so tampa was at 7 30 okay uh so Tampa started at seven thirty, and then the Detroit game was four p.m. So oh, it was yeah. like plenty of time. I had switched over to that game afterwards, and I'm right. like, "Oh no, oh no!" Like <laughs> I, I also didn't really pay attention at first. I'm just like, "Oh, that'll be a fun game to watch." And right. then I realized who was in the standings behind Dequa, and seeing those two goals in a row is like rushed to my phone. Like he's not there yet, is he? It's like, okay, no, we still have one more goal <laughs> before they're like level. So it was a uh, definitely nail biting there. Um, I mean, just to go back to the Detroit game. Yeah, this was a frustrating game because I did feel like this should have been a game you put away. Um, I know you're in front of Detroit. I know that they have a lot more to play for than the Hounds do, but it's not a great team and you have to beat the not great teams. And like Detroit needed all the help in the world to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, we can discuss it a little bit, but I guess the question is, are we glad we were playing Detroit, you know, on Saturday for the first round, or would we have rather had Miami? Um, personally, I would rather had Miami just because I feel like their schedule it has been a little bit more harsh near the end there. Mm-hmm. They had a lot more travel. Like they had to go all the way to the West coast to, you know, Sacramento to do that game coming right back, then going flying again to Pittsburgh. Like that's a little bit more miles on them than Detroit having to play at home and then drive the short drive yeah. to Pittsburgh and play us. Like, it's not a huge amount of travel that they've had to deal with the last couple of weeks, whereas uh, Miami has a lot more. So just I in get, that aspect alone. Yeah, I was going to say, if you remove that aspect, though, and even before this Detroit game, I don't know, would you still have taken Miami over Detroit, regardless of how the performance went against Detroit in Detroit this past weekend? Um, I mean, I feel like if, if they were both like, let's say it was like a closer team than Miami, but the same, like, right. just like if it, everything was equal, right. I, I do think there's something to be said about playing a team that you have never lost to, which is Detroit. We've never lost to Detroit. So it's like, that is nice to have. Yeah. Um, But it isn't. It's also a situation where I feel like Detroit is one of those teams that somehow seems to punch above their you know weight a lot of times so it's it's kind of like well i don't know like if this is one of those games where it's like super rainy super slippy out and like it's crazy like maybe you don't want the team that has you know the more passion (laughs) not to say that miami doesn't have that i'm sure their players have passion as well but there is something about the detroit side that you know you, you want it if it's on even grounds you want it to be a lot more of a you know battle of just who's the better team not yeah. so much who's the luckier team i do think the point around we've never lost to detroit i i think that probably i didn't identify it and i didn't put words to it but i think that was probably playing on me more than i thought it would what for whatever reason in my head yeah i have, I have memories of tough games against miami and I, yeah i just don't have that memory with detroit um and in fact i remember that what we when, when we played in the season at highmark what i think we won two nil yeah, and I remember it was it was just a really solid performance end to end, and we played really well, and we were the, we were the better team. So yeah, I think a, a lot of that kind of plays on my. I don't know. Yeah, for me, I yeah, I, I think I would have still taken Detroit. I think I said that last week, and I'm still happy with this outcome. Um, I mean, by the numbers, they've had a bad season this season. Um, I mean, they get into the playoffs, but I'm trying to stall for time to look at the <laughs> um yeah i mean so they what they finished this season with the least goals scored and uh yeah, yeah with negative eight more goal difference than compared to miami and so yeah i mean they haven't had a great season but uh yeah i don't know but it's it's fort high mark and uh you know 
doesn't really matter who we play there other than Indy this season, but you know, we don't have to talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, I, I don't think I can really say either one of these teams scare me, Miami or Detroit, as far as, you know, taking them on first. Yeah. Um, and that's good because if the, you know, eighth place team scares you and you, you just won the whole league in first place, then there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a lack of confidence there uh, in this team and the belief that they can get it done, which I do believe they can get it done, especially against either Miami or Detroit. I guess before moving too further on beyond this game, um, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned the the goalkeeper change. That was not a surprise because of Jamali White being out. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, Back line didn't really surprise me. Etu, Ordonez, Farrell, Hogan, Rivera, um, Ibarra, and Griffin get in the midfield. Mertz getting in maybe ahead of, uh, you know, other midfield options. Kenny being one of them. Kenny comes on later in the game. Um, Arbajan Jr., I think, was the one that was interesting for me, and maybe not Kiza. I don't know if, Josh, you know of anything happening maybe around, like, potential injuries or knocks or whatever, but... I have not heard anything about that. I, I'm I'm thinking that was just one of those changes that was to rotate a little bit, just to give over uh, run uh, a little bit more of a chance. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to see that one. Uh, that that was actually a change that I was expecting going to this one was to right. see a, a change up in the front lineup. Um, but the fact that Decoy was not part of that changing, or at least not like an early sub, was right. the biggest surprise to me. Got to ensure that golden boot. Going back to the individual accolades um, for that, uh, Mike uh, put out a little bit of bullet points here to just kind of remind me and keep keep the pace here with the with the agenda. Kenny um, was tied for the most assists with ten. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know who he was tied with, but it, unfortunately, he can get that last assist. Um, what that has to be, he's had to have hit the ten mark in an assist season now. Yeah, three or four times. Yeah, three or four like times it, with the Hounds. That's not a, a, a new thing for him. Yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty standard. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that does mean, though, he did lose out because technically the uh, the assist winner had, I think, was it less minutes than he did? So the way it worked was, like, if you guys had tied in the assists, whoever had the least amount of minutes, they had a higher percentage of assists per minute. Uh so why don't they just split it? That's, that's, that's <laughs> it is what it is, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. I, I guess you know, if it was my player who actually got it, I would not be upset. <laughs> yeah. And then the last point here, we finished the season uh top of the league with 15 clean sheets. Um I don't I, that that number kind of snuck up on me. I mean, I, I think towards the end we we become a very strong defensive team. Um, I think it was a it was rocky for us. We hit we had stretches and patches throughout the season where, you know, what I think there was that stretch in the middle of the season where it's three games um, where we let in like a total of like eight or nine goals or something, um, and yeah, not it, it ends up being an extremely defensively sound Bob Lilly team, extremely defensively sound Pittsburgh Riverhounds team. Um, that defense collectively, but uh, I, yeah, I don't that that one kind of snuck up on me. I mean, I, I knew Deco was on, on the mark for it, and I think maybe that's all I was paying attention, but uh, but yeah, the, the clean sheets it's a really good stat to have going into the postseason where you know defense is so important. It's so funny because they, yeah, I agree, like this team, I don't consider like in the history of Bob Lilly teams for Pittsburgh to be the most sound defensively compared to some of the other teams we've had in the past. Uh, in fact, I, I remember multiple games where it's like, oh, they got it in one goal, like the other team. Like, it's right. fine because we scored two or three goals, but like, oh, they got it in one. Like, that that seemed to happen more often than not, but it apparently we had just enough with the shutouts. And getting a shutout, I will say getting a shutout uh, last week was really nice to see because yeah. since we did have our backup keeper in, I was worried about just leaking a goal here or there of like, you know, him being off his line or something like that. But yeah the defense and our keeper were able to keep it locked down. And that was the most impressive thing about this game last week was seeing how well the whole team did together, keeping pretty much all the threats away. I think there's something to um, Mertz being in the midfield alongside Ibarra and Griffin. I, I know Lily has done that in big games in the past where maybe he felt like he needed a little bit more energy in the midfield. Um, and I wonder, so I guess my, the point of 
this is to say it's not entirely un unprecedented or a shock. Whereas I would like, you know, going back to, to when we play Detroit again um, in what, five days time, um, I, I would be kind of surprised if it wasn't Dequa and Kizza up top. Yeah. I, and and I would be, maybe you swap in Dos Santos in the back line for one of the three central defenders. But generally that back line looks about the same. I would expect Ibarra and Griffin to start. Mertz is the question mark where I don't, you know, you can make an argument where you play Kenny ahead of them or, or potentially even do something else. But I don't, I also don't get the sense that this was just purely rotation for rotation's sake because we've seen this midfield before and games that kind of called for it. So I do wonder whether or not, like, I don't know, what do you, I don't know. We don't, we don't need to make this call now, but I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it out there in the universe to say, yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked if Mertz gets to start uh, next uh, this this weekend against Detroit, and I don't know, maybe something it, depending on how the game goes. That's when you can pull Kenny off the bench or something and do something big in that way. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird because I, I was curious uh, what our lineup was for the two zero uh, match against Detroit earlier this season. Yeah. Uh and it is nothing like what we've been playing. <laughs> like yeah. Kizza, uh Dequa, Griffin, Sweat Sloot, uh Forbes, Rovi, the Shields, Feral, Ordonias, failing, and then wait, obviously in that. So I'm just like, nope, that's not the lineup we're gonna see. Like I don't yeah. think that's that's happening. So it is funny to, to kind of like look at that lineup and be like, oh, I can't glean much from this, I don't think. I would be very surprised if that was the lineup. <laughs> Where did some of those names go? I feel like a lot of it was just jockeying for positions, like people, you know, getting a leg up. And like, I, I definitely think DeSantis is one of those players that now is a lock for starting if he can, usually, like yeah. if you're doing your best lineup, uh, which was not the case earlier in the season. Uh, so, like that one right there, I feel like that's how that goes. Uh, Failing's also one of those players that I feel like doesn't get starts usually like yeah and he never really got that many starts so it is kind of interesting to see him start that game um and has an argument for goal of the season um laser yeah laser show uh yeah. <laughs> for sure but yeah i don't know it, it, it's gonna be interesting i i don't think it's gonna be that surprising though i feel like it's gonna be not this last game's lineup but you know we had three or four games there in a row where we had the same lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's more towards that yeah. with maybe one or two changes, but not a lot. Um, I, I think Forbes starts. I don't think you start uh, Mertz over Forbes. Uh, you have five subs. If you really think Forbes is not, you know, able to do it, but he's the assist, you know, almost yeah. the assist leader of the season in USL. There's a reason he's a good player still. And, very well people are talking about like that maybe this is last year i feel like we've said that the last couple of years yeah. uh so i don't put too much uh credence into it but if this is his last year like yeah he's starting come on my only thing with kenny is i think he it could benefit him to come into the game at a point where maybe more of the opposition legs are tired and a bit more space starts to open up in the midfield. Now the whole five sub thing, you can just say, well, uh, the likelihood of there being tired legs out there um, when you have five subs at your disposal, maybe, you know, you can't really bank on that too much, but I just, I just wonder if you can kind of read the, the kind of pulse of the game and bring in Kenny to maybe expose some, some space opening up um, later. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, and no, I, 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 he definitely gets minutes. I mean, without a doubt, uh, he's a, he's a big time player. And I still, well, yeah. yeah. I was just gonna, like for Kenny at least. Like I feel like if you're playing a team that you know isn't the most disciplined, you you know wonder if what's better is a more precise, uh, tactical passer like yeah. Kenny or someone with more speed, uh like Mertz like I feel like that those are your two options right now right um and as far as a team that might make mistakes and leave you know wider open spaces and people open up top I think you go with Forbes there um you don't really need the raw speed or like just like I don't know I don't even know how to explain Mertz because I, I do think Mertz had a good game against Detroit yeah yeah, um, yeah. it was Hard to see because since there were no goals and you kind of think of Mertz's role as being someone who distributes for goals. Um, 
I do still think he had a, a good game. And actually, uh, Geica, Matt Geica, he uh, lives in uh, Michigan now. He uh, got the tap from uh, Pittsburgh Soccer Now to go and uh, cover this game. So he wrote for Pittsburgh Soccer Now uh, and covered the Detroit game. He was there uh, following him on Twitter and and watched, uh, reading his article. He, he really had a lot of praise for Mertz's role uh, that night. So... Uh, I I don't think Mertz is unheard of. Like I wouldn't be like completely shocked if Mertz is to get the start, but yeah, I do think you just go with Forbes, play it more safe, and then yeah. bring in Mertz if you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and to your point, yeah, I mean, there there weren't any goals to talk about, and maybe that's why we're talking so much about lineups and you know and what we think about what's going to happen with Detroit this weekend and everything. But yeah, I mean, um, what I the thing that pops out to my head was Mertz had that free kick that like the Detroit keeper makes pretty good save. I mean, there were chances in this game. Um, and you know, and, and it ends up being that kind of the weather that you kind of expect the Detroit versus Pittsburgh game to be and the weather that you kind of, you don't want if you're the better team, right? If you're the better team, you want blue skies and a good field, right? If you're the, if you're the, if you're the worst team, you want rain. And yes, I'm calling Detroit the worst team. Um, uh, so basically speaking, you are correct. I mean, come yeah, on, exactly. Eighth place versus first place. <laughs> it's not so. It's not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, we. I think we create more chances against a, a, a tough, kind of a tough situation for a Detroit team that's playing for the playoffs. And I th- yeah, yeah, you're right. We we play really well, and I think that there's no there's no kind of uh, warning signs per se that make me concerned about anything going in this game particularly now yes the general like of course it's, it's postseason game anything can happen you know people can beat anyone on the day but i don't know there wasn't anything where it's like well that matchup could be a little stick you know like sticking on the left side or something so yeah I, I think you know we're going into this postseason game pretty pretty confidently yeah i mean like and there's players on detroit's side that i feel like are really good players like and Steinwasher is one of them. Like their their keeper, I don't know how he's still there. Like I honestly can't believe no one's poached him from Detroit, uh, just because of the fact that he probably is their best player. <laughs> um, which maybe that's because you know he gets more tested than other keepers. But I mean, he keeps them in games uh, a lot. Um, so th- that is like probably the number one player I feel like on their team is Steinwasher. But I don't know. It's not to worry. He's gonna have to have the game of his life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think there's a lot to be said with the the fact that playing at home, how much that means to this team, yeah. how much that will change the the look. I it's called for a high mark for a reason right now. Like one loss all season at at home. That's crazy. That's yeah. fantastic. So like. And it can be a draw. So it's yeah. like, I feel like, you know, it's definitely heavily stacked against Detroit coming into this match. It's a pretty decent segue into maybe just a very quick point. I don't know if you caught the uh, promotional video. Uh, oh, with the it's Hounds. so good. It was really good, right? So good. <laughs> yeah. If you have not seen it, check it out. You can find it on like their Twitter account. Um, I think they finally posted it on their YouTube as well. I, I've watched, I watched it like three yeah. times. Yeah. Like it's so well done. Such a great video. I wonder if there's anyone like that, you know, has gone to Highmark this season and watched the Hounds as a fan of the Hounds and caught them, you know, filming in town like Mertz juggling it on the corner of a street corner or something had you, like had that. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, props to their like video department. I mean, they really kind of hit hit all the places. And I feel like that had to have been outsourced. Like, I feel like they, they paid a real production mm-hmm. company to make that video like the camera quality was much better than what the cameras have than what the hounds have for cameras like that wasn't like just someone's gopro or something like that uh that was a legit camera yeah uh, i was like are those pores on skin i can see yeah, yeah it's I was like, like <laughs> holy crap this is hd like what's going on here yeah. uh we have a uh friend in the steel army uh peter he used to actually work for the hounds back in the day he uh controlled the jumbotron like he did like the videos there uh and when he left he started uh his own company for video production Production. and like every time i hang out with peter like his comment is like the hounds are doing great yeah like what they're doing front office wise but i wish the video quality was better i wish the you know like he's always kind of nitpicking that aspect and when that video came out i like went straight to him to see what his reaction was he's like 
yeah, that was really good. Like this is exactly <laughs> what you're seeing from the hounds. Like he was super pumped about it. So nice. I felt like that was a good sign. <laughs> and and I mean, what I'm guessing they'll get play around that. I don't know. It feels like that's something that you put on like TV commercials or something. Oh, for sure. Like that has to get some actual commercials. And I also feel like KDKA has been doing a really good job uh, for them this year. Um, there's been plenty of anecdotal evidence from people I've talked to where they're like, yeah, my dad will like, or like, you know, my family who doesn't usually watch soccer, like they see it on KDKA. So like they, uh, sorry, KDKA plus as the channel is now known as, uh, they, you know, when they see it on, they, they switch over to it and watch it. Cause it's like right there. And like their, their personalities, like news and that kind of stuff are talking about it. So it's kind of like getting the word out more. So there is a lot to be said about having that synergy with kdk yeah i mean and and there's a there's a better time to talk about all of this that i don't know all, everything that went right this season for the hounds at like an end of the season show um and that's definitely something that i'm sure we'll touch on is just yeah just the broader theme of everything going right off the field too and and the hounds making kind of strategic partnerships around the city to to get the word out and I mean, even to the, I, what I think I saw, uh, I forget what Twitter account, but like what the new like Penguins president or something. I don't know. Some new Penguins front yeah. office person like was giving an interview and mentioned offhandedly that like, oh, yeah, once it like the Riverhounds game and everything like that. I mean, just things like that. We're just like, OK, it's getting in the zeitgeist of people talking in Pittsburgh and, and sports fandom and everything more and more and more. And um it's a little cross promotional too. I ended up watching the Penguins game for the first time in like a decade. No joke. Like I haven't watched like hockey at all forever. And I was like, well, I'll just flip it on. <laughs> I did the same, but that's because the Hounds played early. So like after the Hounds <laughs> game was over, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? There's no games on for a little bit. All the Penguins are playing. Why not? I'll watch that. And like, yeah. and then I switched over to Tampa versus Louisville because I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is important to me. Got your got your hockey fill for the for the day. Yeah, uh, yeah um, hockey's great. I like watching it live. It's fun. But yeah. All right. Well, let, okay. So wrapping up the regular season ish. And like I said, what well, we can do it more formally and kind of have a broader look back over the entire body of work at the end of the season. But let's, uh, let's just take a look here at the final Eastern conference standings. Um, I mean, we've been, you know, we've, we've already said, but yes, we're playing Detroit in the first round of the playoffs and we'll show the playoff bracket and we'll talk about the playoff bracket here in a second. Um, but, but the Hounds finished first, uh, four points clear of Tampa who finished in second, um, Tampa get a win on their last game of the season against Louisville. Um, Charleston finishing third on 59 points, Memphis, Louisville, Indy, Birmingham, which, you know, if you want to talk about maybe underperformers of the season, I expected yeah. a lot more from Birmingham this season. Um, and Detroit running out the, the top eight in the Eastern conference and then Miami, Tulsa, Loudon and Hartford all don't make the playoffs. Um, surprise, surprise. I don't know. Yeah, Loudon and Hartford. <laughs> no surprises there at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fraudford was absolutely frauds, even more so than usual <laughs> this season. Uh, 18 total points in the whole season, negative 39 goal differential. <sighs> Man, absolutely terrible. Like, that's just, ugh. Do you think there's anyone like uh no i don't want this is almost too i was gonna like i was like do you think there's anyone not like directly associated with the club that like goes to like every home game for hartford and just watches them just lose constantly this is really rude i need to stop talking um, <laughs> i don't know if you uh have been following the hounds forever or not but uh there's been plenty of seasons where i felt the same way about the <laughs> well yeah but come on four wins oh and no, no 24 losses <laughs> yeah yeah I, I can't say i remember a season being that abysmal uh but yeah there, there's it's hard you know but maybe you you, you rough it out you 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 know, have to watch them lose all this. And then when they end up being middle of the table, you feel like, wow, that's a really great season. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about Everton, but uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so the hounds and just, yeah, the, to kind of close out this graphic, the hounds finish with 19 wins, five losses and 10 draws, positive goal differential 21 with a total points of 67. We go, well, I can't remember. I mean, I, yeah. When was the last time we lost? Um, it's been a while. I, I will say that uh, we had a great season, but it could have been a really nice season if we would have won the last game. I don't know okay. if you got that reference or not. No, 
I didn't get that reference. We almost had 69 points. Would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I wasn't quick enough. Uh, shame on me. <laughs> Should have caught that. The last time we lost was Orange County. We went away to Orange County on August 16th. Um, so it's been exactly a month to date from us recording this uh, from our last loss. Um, so, yeah, really, really good regular season. And uh, the Hounds get home playoff. Uh, home field advantage for the entirety of the playoffs, including a championship match. If we happen to make it when uh, we happen to make it, when we happen to make it, <laughs> I've already tempted fate a lot in this podcast. I'm going to believe I, this, this feels like this a, is the season to do it. I mean, this has been a huge season. Uh, yeah. we were talking about it in discord on the steel army discord, you know, Golden Boo, the the beating two MLS teams in the Open Cup, uh, one at home in front of the biggest crowd ever, the biggest crowd we've ever had for the the final season, like an in season game, was uh, the last game of the season at home. So that was fantastic. We had, you know, Golden Boo. We had uh, not supporters, sorry, Player Shield. Um. And just it's been an amazing year. Like this year is just it has never been this good to be a Hounds fan. And uh I'm ready for the postseason. I'm ready to see us keep that going. Uh we have two more trophies to win because East Eastern yeah, Eastern Conference final will give us a trophy there, and then the actual winner of it all playoff trophy. So yeah, I'm ready. No matter what happens, is this the uh, best season under under Lily? I mean, best season period. Like it's not even just under Lily. Like yeah. there hasn't been this good of a season yeah. uh, as a Hounds fan. We finally need a freaking uh, trophy cabinet for the first time. So can't complain there. Yep. <laughs> no, and, yeah, this season's been amazing. Like yeah. I did not predict this. Obviously, going into the season, it felt like a little bit dire because of the fact that we lost so many players. Um, I remember uh, earlier this week, I think it was, yeah, it was uh, USL stats or why am I just blanking? USL tactics? Thank, thank you. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I could not remember his handle. Yeah. USL tactics was talking about uh, the hounds and like in his, uh, his standings and predictions and all that. And uh, it was, <laughs> he was even saying like, oh yeah, it looked bad. Like I, I had them rated <laughs> so bad this year because of all the players they lost. And then, you know, who would have known? <laughs> like this was the best season ever for the Hounds. Lily, Lily doesn't need. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't need. I think what normal, what we've come to expect, the average manager needs to turn it. You know, turn something into a great season. I mean, he he knows how to recruit players that fit into the system that he can do. Yeah. Uh, so he knows what to look for. He he finds them and he's like, yeah, I can mold that player into like the system I need him to play in. And I feel like that is the biggest win when it comes to Lily, like his his biggest talent is the fact that he can do that. He can take a whole new group of players and be like, no, I know these players will all work in my system and I can make them do exactly what I need. Just like last year, just like the year before that. So it's, he hit, he sometimes, you know, gets more lucky than other times. And I do feel like there's sometimes where he, uh, not him in particular, but like, we think there's a player like, Oh, this is going to be a great get for us. Like uh Dennis Chen or something like that. And it's yeah. like, Oh, it turns out, no, that was, you know, great player, but not great for our system. Right. And you'll have that. Dos Santos being converted to a left center back. Yeah. I mean, funky Azeal being converted to a center back. Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's examples over and over and over. Um, Brian James being pushed everywhere. Um, Blackstock, I feel like is also one of those. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Blackstock's a forward. Mm, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, I love that too. I have to talk about it too. I mean, like, you know, I, but, but I think even his position, you can still make an argument. He's still midfield ish in his position with like left wing back. But all right. So let's, let's turn the attention officially to, to postseason. Um, it will pull up the playoff bracket for those who watch with the video. Um, yeah. Eastern conference uh, starting there. We'll, we have Detroit um, first versus eighth and then Memphis plays Louisville. Uh, Charleston plays Indy and Tampa plays Birmingham. 
Um, let's not be too concerned with the Western Conference at this point. Yeah, I don't think we need to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we, if I'm about to eat my own words here, uh, cause I don't know, I should know a lot better the kind of official rules and regulations around the USL, but I'm just in my little Pittsburgh Riverhound silo. Um, Josh, is it, is, does the, does the, do you know if the playoff bracket plays out like it shows on the screen? So no matter what, we play the winner of Memphis Louisville or do we, yes. is it, okay, cool. There's no reseeding in this, uh, this year. It's pretty much just what you see is what you get there. So it's, it makes it a lot easier to figure out what's going on. Uh, I will say, phew, I mean, I'm going on a ledge here, but I do think Memphis is going to beat Louisville. Um, I feel like that's a one of those games where everyone's expecting Louisville to be Louisville and be able to make a playoff run. I, I know, you know, history shows that, but this is not the Louisville of old. I think we see Louisville bow out in the first round, which will be extremely strange. But uh, yeah, I don't think we're seeing Louisville in the second round like we have in so many years in the past. I, I could get behind that. Yeah, I mean, especially with the kind of season they had and how they finished off the season. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There, there have been a couple un-Louisville moments. Um, I mean, yeah, leaking the goals they have. Although, what, they end up with a pretty decent defensive record, I think. Um, goals against, they, they let in 44 goals over the course of the season. I mean, uh, no, that's not, I would, let's put it this way. I would say that's very average for the Eastern Conference when you look at the what everyone else has done. And I don't know, you expect Louisville to be kind of be up there with us defensively. And yeah, I know I, 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 I can get behind that call. Um, although I will say if I'm, if I'm trying to be honest with myself, maybe subconsciously, there's a little bit of, I don't really want to play Louisville in the playoffs because uh, of history and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know this is a different Louisville team, um, but there's just something maybe about facing Louisville when the, when, you know, the result matters as far as advancing to the playoffs so uh but we'll see so yeah we if, if, if you know we play detroit the the winner of that gets memphis louisville and then uh charleston indy tampa birmingham play out the bottom of the bracket um and then we see we see what happens so uh i don't know not too much more to to talk about the structure of that one i don't know is there anything else that you want to talk about here josh is there i mean you called louisville maybe bowing out um is there anything else that is you want to you know note in the first round here yeah i mean i i think tampa is a, an obvious uh a, you know they're a really good side this year and birmingham has been struggling so i would be very surprised if tampa loses at home against birmingham um so that's that's like an easy one to call i do think maybe the only upset we see is indy beating charleston just because i just charleston has been weird lately like i don't know i maybe that is me playing off the fact that Charleston historically, uh, you know, at least in the modern day, uh, Indy has been much better. Uh, I feel like, so. Is there know. anything about Indy being the one who beat us at home this year that, uh, you, you wouldn't <laughs> want to play? Maybe that is playing a, a role into it. I don't know. Like I didn't really think about that, but like, I don't, I, I just don't feel that confident about Charleston with their more recent losses and, uh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I never, I, yeah, I don't know. Louisville and Charleston are always the two teams that I don't, I, for whatever reason, I just don't like playing. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't doubt if it's Indy versus Tampa uh, in the second round. And then if we actually see uh, Tampa obviously winning that one, I feel like, and then it happening to be uh, us versus Tampa again uh, farther down in the bracket. So you just laid it out. You think it's going to be. I think that's Memphis. the Eastern Conference Final is Tampa versus. Yeah. I mean that's that's obvious. It's the number one seed versus the number two seed. I feel like that's not a a huge you know, right? <laughs> hot take there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think that's what we end up seeing. Well, you called you called Andy beating Charleston. Uh, we'll see if that plays out. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the playoff bracket, and then we can turn our uh, attentions directly to the to the replay against Detroit uh, this weekend um at high mark uh, detroit coming to town i don't know josh i mean so what do you think does does the psychology change at all based off of what happened in the previous game um 
I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to dress this as like, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously we walk in this game supremely confident, not only just forget about who the opponent is, but based off of our record, based off of how good of a season we've had and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there, there is something, a, a little bit of an added interesting context around this based off that we just played them. Yeah. And I think in that situation, I take Bob over their coach as far as yeah. being able to glean something from that match. Um, I feel like Tampa was playing their best lineup possible because they absolutely needed that uh, point or a win. So we saw what they have fully um, in their element. So I do feel like Bob has the upper hand there just in the who was playing. Yeah. But also Bob's mentality, Bob's you know history. I feel like tactically he's going to be the one that's going to be able to rip that game apart and see what we need to do. If he did, I mean, it's not like he didn't already know what he needed to do. Like, there's obviously only certain things that he can glean that he didn't already know about uh, Detroit. So uh, when it comes down to it, we definitely have the tactician and Bob and the fact that he's going to be able to do this. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I know it's, it's very early and weather predictions change. But right now in Pittsburgh, uh, the game's Saturday at 7 p.m., and, um, you know, the forecast is 57 degrees with about a 25% chance of rain. Yeah, so. I feel like it's, it's if I remember right, it's supposed to rain a lot earlier in the day. Um, yeah. And then by the time game time rolls around, it shouldn't be that bad as far as the rain goes, um, percentage-wise. So I, I don't think we're going to see as terrible of some playoff games that we have as far as weather goes. There's been some absolutely you know <laughs> windy gusty rainy cold games um i don't think it's gonna be that terrible i say all this knowing that i also am not gonna be there unfortunately i have a trip to vegas so uh have a vacation did not plan on it being exactly when the playoffs were but there it is we didn't really have a choice because it was a festival we're going to uh but yeah i'm super sad i'm gonna be missing this game because this is probably i i feel like even with that weather it's gonna be the most fans we've ever had again, yeah. maybe as much as Columbus, if not more. Yeah. Um, no, I, if it does end up raining and it's a little cool, you know, I'm picturing like a, like a Helm's deep moment where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> nice. super intimidating and just, you know, yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be fun for Detroit coming into town. Um, it's going to be so good. Gonna I can't so remember good. the, the, the Birmingham game where we beat them eight nil or in the first round of the playoffs. Is it seven? I think seven. Anyway. nil. I, if, I in my head it was raining in that oh, game. Oh yeah, that that was a terrible game as well. As yeah, far as yeah. weather goes, that was right. absolutely not fun. As far as dealing with that weather, but right, it, you wouldn't have known it looking at the sports section. Like it was yeah. packed and yeah, yeah. There's there's been some playoff games where I'm just like, oh okay, <laughs> weather wise, but uh, I don't think this is going to be one of them. I I do think this is going to be relatively a okay weather game. Yeah. No, and you know, if we're doing our bit to try to get everyone out there as much as possible, no, sunny skies, guys, just seven two. <laughs> I don't think they three. need it actually. Like That's this true. year has really been a test for that for some of these games, and we saw people stay in their seats, people stick it out, and through rain. So I, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of the grandstand clear out at all, uh, even if it is a little rainy. Um, yeah, I would not be surprised at a packed house and. If you look at what's available on Ticketmaster right now, like I don't know if they're like holding a lot of tickets back, but there's like a trickle of seats at the grandstand, like hardly anything. I cannot believe, like it's only Monday, and the and Ticketmaster already looks like sold out almost. So nice. And the, well, there's a secondary market on Ticketmaster, right, to resell stuff, but I doubt like that stuff's going for anything. Well, we we've started to see that with some Hounds game. Like I know even with the Columbus game, there was some of that weird like, oh, the the pricing has increased because of blah blah blah, or like the resale price and yada yada yada. Um, we also had a uh, a scalper, I think, outside of that game too, if I remember right. You know, asking if anyone had tickets, tickets. You know, I'm like what this is weird (laughs) (laughs) so it's a new it's a new uh i don't know love to see it you love to see it Uh, and hopefully more of that i want i wanted to be complaining about scalpers uh in the future of the hounds (laughs) what 7 p.m saturday night um 
Josh, do you think you can find like a bar in Vegas at 4 p.m. or something? And just like, hey, can you turn on the... Uh, the this the is the problem. <laughs> I'm going to be at that festival I'm going to. It's the mm. When We Were Young festival. So like Blink-182, Green Day, Simple Plan, Something Corporate, nice. Yellow Card. Like all these like old, you know, poppy punk bands are playing. Nice. And I'm going to be in the thick of it. So like, you know, West Coast time. So it'll be four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah i i already looked at the schedule and the lineup i'm like ah well there's bands i want to see at that time so i'm gonna be like holding my phone yeah watching the game yep. in not in the pit <laughs> but like you know in the crowd <laughs> like i already yeah you know, i gotta do what i gotta do so i'm gonna be like a good time yeah, yeah you got a little bit of hounds a little bit of yeah i mean sounds, uh, oh good. man if we lose don't no we're not gonna lose we're not gonna lose i'm just saying like <laughs> say how, how much of a bummer will that be watching like Blink-182 and Green Day being like, mm. <laughs> but what a way to pick up your spirits, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Tom DeLonge can do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even a full, uh, newly reformed Blink-182 can make me <laughs> uh, not upset after that. This is too much of a tangent, but I will say I was really impressed with uh, Blink-182 at what, um, Coachella? It's funny. So uh, <laughs> this is a tangent. Sorry, everyone. I didn't go uh, to Coachella. I, by the way, yeah, I just watched yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. the young to you. Yeah. But uh, the last time I saw Blink One Eight Two live, the only time I saw them live was the Pop Disaster tour with Green Day, and they absolutely sucked. Like they, oh, yeah. they were so drunk, they did not like couldn't remember their lyrics. They were pretty much just talking over the the songs because they couldn't sing, yeah. and I was so disappointed in them. And then Green Day went on and like killed it like they were like the best band i've ever seen live at that time yeah and so it was so like juxtaposition of seeing like blink 22 just their normal shtick but just like making you know jokes the whole time and then seeing green day like just nail it and yeah i it's funny because this this when we were young concert or festival it's blink 22 playing and then right after green day so it's gonna be the exact same feel. I'm like, man, Green don't Day. Don't let me down. Or, no, no, I mean Blink. Yeah, don't let me down. I want like I want this to be the redemption. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping. Sounded good. Um, I don't know. What uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, playoff let's... game uh, tailgate. We're actually starting at noon. Um, so the tailgate will be kicking off early, uh, which is probably good because uh, parking lot is probably sold out already. I'm assuming. I haven't seen the the text yet, but it's. It sells out every normal season game, so I'm sure it will sell out this game as well. Um, we're going to have our tailgate spot in the same area. We're not going to have those empty spots, though, because we did not pay for those because those are expensive. So, <laughs> But we are going to have a lot of people parked in the VIP section where we normally are uh, hanging out. Uh, it is a whiteout. Uh, sorry, white at at. I can't say how you're supposed white to say at. it. At, yeah, <laughs> because uh, apparently whiteout is... Uh, copyright or trademark or something like that by, seriously yeah yeah by some college team i can't remember who oh uh God. so that's why it's spelled differently are we are we gonna get taken down now that we said that <laughs> I, I i said it with the accent it's fine uh uh but uh if you don't have a white shirt uh we are we still have our four high mark shirts at tailgate so you can always buy a shirt there and just throw that on god's uh, work Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's good luck shirt because that's the Tifa we use for the Columbus game. So, uh, and that was also a white app. So, uh, <laughs> nice. You nailed it. Yeah, we did it. I, I did pretty good that time. That was pretty good. Give this Ohioan a little slack. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's at noon. Um, grill's going to be there. Dogs are going to be cooking. Uh, so yeah, come out. Thunderstruck at I don't know what time. Probably uh six o'clock to get us in there early, probably. Is uh our Saturday seven PM kickoffs the norm if you know if and when we advance in this round? Um I think that's what's gonna be. I know that the final got announced and the final's not until nine PM. Uh that's probably one of those things West too. Coast teams, yeah. West Coast and East Coast playing together, and also it's on ESPN two. So it's like on a legit ESPN channel. So I'm sure that's also like a cheaper time slot uh, <laughs> to yeah. get us in there or less desirable time slot, I should say. Um, but I'm not complaining. Nine o'clock. More time to tailgate. Yeah. Maybe I'm complaining a little bit that it's on a Sunday. <laughs> that oh, yeah, that is not good. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's not as cool. But uh, I think the rest of these games will be on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe the city do what they did when like the Steelers won the Super Bowl and they gave kids the day off after or something. That'd be nice. 
think that's wishful thinking, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> scalpers first. Well, and then... Yeah, scalpers first. Real commercial with HD cameras first, and yeah. then scalpers, and then let's worry about uh, kids getting the day off. Something, something to aspire to. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gotta leave us room to grow here. <laughs> <laughs> um, wrapping up regular season pick'em, uh, Mike, congratulations, Mike, even though you can't win anything uh finishes top of the regular season once again reminder we're going to continue this on the postseason uh mike you got 35 points uh michael finn is sitting top of the non-mongols crew at 29 points uh keaton liebengood at 27 points uh laura ellen at 25 and devin pale at 24 um and me at 23 we uh and so yeah, like I said, but this isn't the end. This is the end of the regular season. Pick them scores, but we uh, still please get in your picks uh, for for Detroit. Um, and yeah, we're going to continue on until the end of the final. After yeah, the Riverhounds win it all. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. People picking right now because like y- y- you have to pick Hounds win, right? Like y- if you were to pick Hounds lose and they were to actually lose. You know how terrible you'd feel. <laughs> Maybe you really need those points, though. And you really—I don't, really... <laughs> don't know. I don't know. I'm going to think less of you if you pick Hounds lose and you win the pick 'em. I'm just saying, yeah. letting you know. <laughs> and you get those season tickets next year, and you're in the Steel Army, and you know Josh is just going to look you right in the out. eyes. Yeah. I'll know. You know, I know. <laughs> you, I don't like how you got here. <laughs> um. All right. I get. Is I don't know. Is there? Uh, is there anything else? I don't know. If, I mean. Final thoughts on this going into this Detroit game. To reiterate, not that I'm trying to set up anything here. No matter what happens in this postseason, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you, Josh. This has been the best season as far as I've been a fan of the Hounds already. And boy, do we have a nice postseason set up for us. We have a ton of momentum, a really good squad, uh, top goal scorer, most clean sheets extremely talented experience manager home field advantage uh i mean what's not to like so yeah no feeling feeling really good and going into this uh postseason game not a single team i'm really that afraid of like there's teams i think are good but i'm not afraid of these teams we just beat tampa uh in tampa you know what i mean like this it's that's beat them well yeah exactly <laughs> really like, well. It, it wasn't even like i felt like it was like a close game it's like no we we did a hell of a job in that game and like yeah. that's the number two team in the east and at their house they're gonna have to come to our house like yeah. you know all these teams have to come to for high mark this is our year we have to believe <laughs> and it's it's gonna be spectacular that's a good way to wrap it up um for those of you putting in messages sorry i i try to catch it you know, it's actually a little hard to host and uh, click on graphics what? and click on things and click on... Ah, you know, Mike has an easy job. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Mike does it better than I do. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Josh, you kind of wrapped it up really uh, poetically. So uh, we'll leave it there. Um, I don't have an outro in front of me. I don't know. Go to bgn.fm. Go watch more USL stuff. Watch the Penguins if you like hockey. But uh, get down to Highmark if you plan on making it um you know watch it in a concert field if you have to uh but be there and uh and support the hounds in your own way and uh thanks everybody we'll talk to you very very soon later